everybody. Welcome to Podcast Revived, episode number 20. I double-checked this time before hitting record. I am your host, as always, Shane Craig, and joining me is the lovely Jesse Craig. If you do not know, Podcast Revive is where we share our love of tech, gaming, and the occasional nerd culture. With all of you guys and gals out there, we record this and post it every week. You will see the YouTube video first and then in podcast form the following day on Monday. So be sure to leave a rating or a like wherever you happen to be watching or listening. That would help us out a whole bunch. I do want to say one more quick housekeeping thing before we just start the podcast proper. Um, I have started a gaming only gameplay, I guess I should say, YouTube channel, which is called just if you just search for scary if literal gaming, you'll find it. And so basically the thought there is that I'm still going to cover gaming news on the main channel, but gaming live streams and gameplay videos, things like that will go up on that channel so that I'm not kind of mixing, you know, for you guys that may be subscribed to hear me talk about this thing, the little Surface Duo or phones or tablets or tech, you might not care about, you know, me playing in a video game and that might be cluttering your feed and I don't want you to unsubscribe. I want you to stick around. We're a family, we're a community. So if you do want the gaming stuff, scary if literal gaming, I do want to do some live streams on there with the group of us very soon. Like I'd like to jump back on Phasmophobia again and get a couple of live yes. streams up on there. I know it's a big game that you've enjoyed. They're they're releasing a new map on Phasmophobia. Are they really? Oh. Yeah, it's it's a prison. They're releasing oh a, a prison level, <laughs> which should be should be very creepy and 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 uh, horrifying to have to. <laughs> <laughs> to have to explore in the dark so definitely subscribe like to that. that channel and look out for some live streams in the near future so the first thing i want to talk about here i want to spend a little bit of time on. i don't think there's a ton of uh, gold in this vein necessarily but i thought it was really interesting so obviously the surface duo has been out since early september september the 10th of 2020 and it has received very mixed, a very mixed reception, right? So a lot of people, it basically ranged from the best reviews were, you know, reviews that were like, hey, it's got a lot of promise. When it works well, you can see it. You can see the vision. Hardware is great. It looks cool. And when it works, it works really well. It's got some problems, but that was about as good as it got. On the flip side, some of the reviews were really, really negative. People talking about, you know, calling it unusable, calling it broken, you know, just trashing it. I, I wish I had my old phone, that kind of. Oh, wow. That kind of stuff. So it got it got trashed by a lot of people. Some of the reviews, I think one of them was from Ars Technica that was like comically, comically negative. Just looking for stuff to, to be mad about. So that's why this bit of news this morning actually really surprised me so time magazine on their website they've got a list of the best inventions of 2020 and they believe it or not actually included the surface duo on their list oh it's, wow that's actually really cool yeah um it's unclear so you know they're taught their best inventions of 20 i don't think it's like a like a list like a like a numbered list necessarily so I don't think I can say like, oh, it was number 90 or something like that. It's just, just their top inventions. But yeah. really interesting that they actually did include it. 
and they've got some, I'll, I'll read their little paragraph here because it's, it's fairly brief. It's, it's a, not even an article. It's literally just a paragraph. They, they wrote, uh, is it a phone or is it a notebook? In the case of Microsoft Surface Duo, the answer is both. The dual-screen Android smartphone opens like a spiral binder, revealing a pair of screens. Unfold it, and it's a digital notebook. Drag items from one app to another. Expand a single app to fill both screens. Or use the Surface Pen to get some writing done on one screen while you chat on the other. You can also fold the device back over itself and use the single screen as a traditional cell phone. The Surface Duo feels like a concept device, but also a glimpse into the future of mobile computing. It won't replace your iPhone and its killer camera yet, but it's easy to see how one day it might. And that was written by Patrick Lucas Austin, uh, a good a, a good guy with three first names. I can I can <laughs> I can relate to the three first names. What was his name again? Say it again. Patrick Lucas Austin. You could just put commas in there, and you'd think three yeah. men collaborated on this on this brief paragraph. Yeah. I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, really interesting to see. I mean, look, I think that first and foremost, the thing that so many people overlook is how weird, how weird of a device this thing is. I think a lot of people don't know how operating systems work. They don't know how software works. And then they don't understand that when a company makes a screen with two screens and they try to, to to have it baked in as natively as they're trying here, and they're trying to make it work as fluidly as they're going for. That is really, really not easy. There's so many... Yeah. Nothing, nothing about Android wants to do this. It, 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 it does... Android does not want to have two things going at once. It doesn't want to have to understand that if I'm typing on one screen, what happens on the other screen? Because usually things bump upwards. So your app will almost reflow to show you now the keyboard's obstructing, so we're going to reflow a bit. Well, the other screen's not not being typed on, but it doesn't understand that. It, it still wants to reflow the other side because it's Android. It's not. It doesn't understand that. It doesn't need for that to happen. Multiply that times a million, and you've got all the ways where this could go horribly wrong. But then yeah. that does you a disservice because you, people tend to people tend to only look at the negatives, and and, and we've well, all been there. That's what that's that's what's uh, hot and popular right now is to be negative. It's what gets to be a the Nancy. It's what gets the attention a lot of the time, right? I mean, obviously, the duo has had problems. I had to warranty mine. I mean, that's you know, and I'm not the only one that's had to warranty it. A lot of people have had to warranty theirs. Unfortunately, um, we don't have numbers, so we don't know if how many people have bought one and haven't had to. But at any rate, there have been some some negative things you know about to do it's been buggy it's had its problems but people don't you know you can't overlook how out there and and different it is and i think that there's no substitute for having it in your hands for a week and getting yeah. used to it and understanding it and i think a lot of these reviewers didn't I don't. I don't want to say. Uh, I'll rephrase it because I don't. I don't. I don't ever want to be like these reviewers are stupid and they don't know what they're talking about because like that's a dumb thing to say. I think perhaps that some of these reviewers didn't didn't give it a fair shake in the sense that so, someone asked me on the on the YouTube channel the other day. They asked me if I still had hope that the Duo Line could be a daily driver phone. Like if, sure. if Gen 2 could be a daily driver. 
And I, I sat there and I typed out a sentence and I went, no, no, no. And I deleted it. And then I typed out a different sentence and I went, no, no, no. And I deleted it. It took me like 10 minutes to write like a paragraph to answer this, this question because it's such a difficult question to answer with this phone. For me right now, it's a daily driver, right? Mm -hmm. For you, it would not be a good daily driver. No. So no. The, fir the first question is, how many people are going to want to use a dual screen phone? How many people are going to have their brains wired in such a way that a dual screen phone will one, make sense and two, be something that is going to actually improve their workflow instead of obstructing it? How many people have a workflow on their phone? How many people's workflow would benefit from having two screens? It's a, it's a, it's a subset of a subset. So can the Surface Duo be a daily driver? Yeah, for certain people. Yeah. For the right person, definitely. The, the question is, who's the right person and how many of them are there? And I think that the answer is probably not a lot. But I don't think that's the point. I, I, don't, I don't think that Microsoft, and this is something I've talked about at length, I don't think Microsoft set out saying, we're going to sell 20 million of these things. They, they know that they're not going to sell that many. They know what the demand, they know, they know that the demand is going to be much smaller than that. But they believe that for a subset of people, some of them will find this thing to be game-changing. And if you buy the thing and spend your two weeks, or if you buy it through Microsoft, maybe it's 45 days for the return policy, you're going to know in a couple days, honestly, you're going to know if you're that person or if you're not. You use it for a week, and if you're not, you're, you're going to know. And if you know, you're going to jump through hoops to make it work for you. If you get it and you're like, oh man, this is game changing. And now I can't go back to one screen. It's changed the way I look at my phone. It's changed the way I, I operate on my phone. Then putting it away becomes a pain and you don't want to do it. You, you, you put down the duo, you have to send it back for the warranty and you're using something else. And the whole time you're just thinking about how much you miss your Surface Duo. You miss your two screens. You miss your wide aspect ratio. It's got its problems, but it's really cool to see um, and I think I think that paragraph there from Time put it really well. The Surface Duo feels like a concept device, but also a glimpse into the future of mobile computing. And mobile computing, you know, things are going to get thinner and lighter and and better battery. And and the idea of having two screens and being able to truly multitask on the go is the future. Whether it's necessarily having two screens or whether it's having a folding screen that can be software partitioned. I don't know where the future is going to go, but the Surface Duo is certainly not the past of mobile computing. <laughs> I don't know if this is explicitly the future, but it's not the past and it's not the now. It's something else. I think that it's important that it's there as an option, but it doesn't have to replace every phone and it's not going to, and that's fine. I mean, for some people, you know, having multiple screens is going to be, you know, really good as far as productivity, like you, but for me, like, it was not something, listen, like, for me, like, my phone is barely, like, a daily driver, like, I just don't use my phone like most people do, you know, it's just, it's there to make phone calls, it's there to text people, it's there to scroll when I'm bored, and watch YouTube videos, but, you're like, not, that's it, like, I don't do anything. You're not doing work. Mine. Right, and I feel like there are more people like me out there like that than, you know, than people like you. Yeah, so. you, you, you probably wrap up the end of the day with two and a half hours, maybe three hours of screen on time over the course right, of the day. Yeah. 
I'm routinely hitting four and a half, five because I'm interacting on Twitter. I'm replying to comments. I'm looking for news topics. I'm, and, and by the way, getting that much screen on time on a battery that was supposed to be woefully undersized is pretty killer. So, yeah. you know, cool, a cool little news article there that I thought was worth mentioning. We're going to do something a little bit, a little bit different that might be fun. On Twitter, there's a guy named Greg Miller. Used to be with IGN, now he's with Kind of Funny Games. I've, I've followed Greg Miller since the podcast Beyond days, if you are aware of that. And he tweeted something, uh, let's see, on the 16th, where he said, he tweeted, Clear your mind. No wrong answers. Don't overthink it. Who is the face of video games? And I thought, that's an interesting wow. question, because what does that mean? And I'm going to put it on you. Who, who is the face with no, don't overthink it. Just when you think video games, who's the first face that you see? Well, since Greg Miller said it, now I'm thinking about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, let him know that, that you think fair. he's the face of video games. I mean, you shouldn't a, have said his name. It could, um, be, it could be a person. It could be a, a character. Just who's the face of video games? Oh, Jesus. Um, holy crap. I don't know. Uh, Steve from Minecraft, is that his name? <laughs> I, I think that's a really good answer. And it's not, I expected a particular answer to just, because one came to my mind immediately. Like, Tell me. Mario. Oh, my God. I don't know why I can't think of <laughs> but, that makes sense. Yeah. But Steve from Minecraft makes a lot of sense because Minecraft yeah. is still one of the it is it the biggest game on the planet still? Uh if you are the face of video games, you have to be known by like old people too, which I guess old people know who uh Mario is now. But they, they definitely know who Steve is from Minecraft. Is his name Minecraft Steve? Is it that way? It's Steve. I mean I don't you? know. I think his name's just Steve. Why is his name Steve? Why isn't it like Mike or something? I don't know. Why is Mario's name Mario? <laughs> who uh, knows? Who knows? That's these a pretty things? Italian name. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like you got to know, like everybody has to know who you are. I think a lot of people, they might not know. I think a lot of parents they don't know, know his name, but they know who he is. I think a lot of parents probably know Steve because their kids are playing Minecraft. They're yeah. buying the toys. Yeah. Or the creeper. Maybe the creeper is the face of video here's, games. Here's an interesting question. What about if you break it down into the console makers? So like Nintendo, I would say Mario. But you can make an argument for Steve there too because Minecraft is huge on the Switch. What well, about if we're talking about Switch now, it's gonna be Tom Nook. He's gonna be the face of video games because everybody knows everybody knows Animal Crossing now. What about and that was not the case like two years ago. I was going to ask, yeah, what about like my, just, you know, generic Minecraft villager? What about Joe Biden? He's a big Minecraft villager, from what I understand. Oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people know him. Is he the face of video games? Is Joe Biden the face of video games? <laughs> I got to tell you, when I think, when I think video games, what I first think of is uh, President-elect Joe Biden. <laughs> from my mind goes. Just out there smiling. Just out there smiling, <laughs> talking about malarkey. By the way, that 
if you don't know what we're talking about, there was a Joe Biden campaign island on Minecraft, which is still one of the yeah. strangest things it's, that I've ever heard of. But apparently, it's really funny though. Apparently, they're they're that's not going to be a thing anymore. So they're they're going to try and yeah. basically keep politics out of the game, which I actually think is probably a really smart thing. Maybe they could have done it a few months ago, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, well, you know. hey, listen, <laughs> for once. Uh... For once, the liberals decided to do something a little bit uh, shocking and take a platform that no one else are, no one else had ever done before. I mean, it was so kind of smart. Yeah. What, what did you think about um, AOC on Among Us? I mean, that, um, that I was... didn't see. I didn't see any of it. I, I've been working a lot, so I didn't see a lot of it. But I think it's really smart. I mean. You know, young people are going to be, you know, we're the future, uh, the next generation. So they need to, sorry, I'm having a brain fart. They need to connect with us. And what do we love? We love video games. So Animal Crossing, sure. Among Us, yes. Trying One to... thing I do like, too, is that uh, she's kind of bringing people in politics that maybe never were before. I think the Joe Biden thing was a little bit more like, okay, so the Joe Biden thing was like, we got what, like staffers, I guess, like making the island, making the design. Yeah. Like, yeah, Joe Biden. That's kind of weird. Joe Biden ain't on that island. Yeah. He never seen yeah. no switch before. He's not on there uh, <laughs> talking to Tom Nook about bells and shit. Like, it's <laughs> bullshit. AOC was actually playing the game there, talking to people. So I, mm -hmm. I thought that was, you know, ex, you know, exclude we're not talking about their their specific politics we're talking about mm -hmm. just just the idea of a, a politician outreaching through something like that i think that the animal crossing one rubbed me the wrong way far more than the aoc thing the aoc yeah. thing i was like yeah, that's smart definitely. that's that's pretty cool the joe biden thing was a little a little hokey cringy. to me it's a little cringy yeah. it's a little like yeah. do, do you think that helped <laughs> do you think anybody was like I was going to vote for that Trump guy, but I heard Joe Biden has an animal craft, animal crossing Island. So he's got my vote now. Like, come on, stupid. Yeah. It's a stupid thing. Um, I want to keep our, our game, our game stuff a little bit more neutral. Cause I know that, um, the gaming media tends to be a little more left leaning, mm -hmm. but you know, who would be amazing to watch play among us? Hmm. President Trump. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my god look there's a lot of things i would pay good money to watch donald trump do be the president maybe not one of them but play video games and like i mean like lock his ass in a room you're not getting yeah. out of here until you get through this level <laughs> jesus christ that could yeah, be but... the funniest fucking thing in the world i want to see him play among us specifically, specifically where he has to try him Someone, somebody needs to make this happen before the president leaves the White oh, House. Oh, man. He has to play Among Us. With AOC. <laughs> yes. She has oh, to play well, with I don't him. care who he plays with, but that'd be hilarious. Oh, man. I want to see him. I want to see him try and be the imposter because he already tries to call everybody else imposters. So I was over we there. We already know what he looks like. Cleaning out the leaves. <laughs> Fixing the wires. People <laughs> say it was the best wires they've ever seen. Could be amazing. Really, though, that's exactly what it would be. That's how it would go. And, oh. Yep, and he goes, <laughs> that guy over there, the blue guy, very sus. 
He'd have to build. I know have, it's him. He'd have to play Crooked his, Blue. He'd have to play his orange. <laughs> you have little nicknames for everybody. He'd have to play as the yeah. orange character every time, though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. He he is orange. <laughs> so what about? I think Nintendo's got several good answers. They've got several good mascots. Microsoft, I think, has kind of a middle ground. Halo. Where it's the Master, guy from it's Halo. Master Chief. It's Master Chief. Yeah. They've got nobody never, else. Yeah, I don't I don't care about that game, but like that's that's who it is. For sure. Like, There's no argument. What else do they have? They've got like Fable. They've got like a car from Forza. There's like it's like a car, I guess. <laughs> is their mascot? The face of gaming is that car. Gears. I don't even know who the main character of Gears is. So that can't be it. If I don't even know who the fuck it is, then that can't be it. I've never, I've played, I played the original Halo in in the multiplayer and that is it. But I know who Master Chief yeah. is. So yeah. you've got something there. What about Sony? Sony, I think is interesting. Who is the face of PlayStation? I think there's a lot of good answers. Well, it's Nathan Drake to me. Nathan Drake is a good answer. Will that franchise continue? And if it doesn't, will he still be the face? Will we see Nathan Drake again? I think we will. There's a movie coming. He doesn't He doesn't have to be. I guess, like, I mean, it could... Listen, you know who it would be? It, it'd be Sackboy, because he's, like, the PlayStation thing. But, like, I don't really want that. Like, that's not fun. Sackboy, <laughs> Sackboy looks... He's He's, you know, he's... he's He's all right. And I want to say it's Crash Bandicoot, but he's not, he's no longer just Sony's. Like, he's on Switch now. Yeah. He's not exclusive. Crash was 100% Sony's face for a long time. Absolutely. Do you remember when Sony's face was, let's see, what was uh, the, the spokesperson that they, that they fired? What was that guy's name? Oh, uh, Kevin Butler. Do you remember? Remember when Kevin Butler was the face of of PlayStation? He had the the stupid advertisements where he would. Uh, get him. Yeah, Google Kevin Butler. My my Google image search. The guy just died. I think it is, then I don't remember that. Well, he was all over their commercials, and they were a big hit. Those commercials were very good, but he's he's gone now. What about Spider Man? Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he looks like he's just like an office worker. He came out of E3 2010 and gave like uh, this epic fucking speech about gaming and it was amazing. That's amazing. But wow, that's, yeah, that's, I remember that's him. Too, that's too far gone now. But what about Spider-Man? Yeah. Spider-Man yeah, is... Yeah, Sony, because Sony owns Spider-Man. I think Not that... Not as a game, though. Uh, well... They so okay so a couple of things, Spider-Man PS4 apparently has sold 20 million copies worldwide. It might be the best-selling PlayStation game in history, PlayStation exclusive first-party game. Miles Morales is doing very well. In terms of movies, I I may be wrong about this, but Sony I believe still has the rights to the Spider-Man character and the fact that it's in the Marvel universe is simply because they've worked out a deal to make that happen. Like, I don't think, um, let's see here. Sony owns Spider-Man. I, I think that the last couple of Spider-Man games have been like 
Sony and Marvel. I know, I know that because if you remember, there was a, a problem there where it appeared that Spider-Man was going to leave the the MCU because they couldn't work a deal out. Oh, that would have been horrible. And then they they got it together and they managed to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. So yeah, I think Sony does own the work. rights. Spider-Man was a pretty damn good face of your gaming. Who else? Yeah, and could he's be? been around for a while, hasn't he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like as far as like the PS1 game, wasn't there a Spider-Man PS1 game or is that PS2? Uh, the best ones were on Spider-Man 2 on the PS2 was was really good. That was multi-platform. That was before I believe Sony oh. bought everything up. Oh, I, I didn't think know that. Their purchase came shortly before the Tobey Maguire movies, if I'm not mistaken, because those were produced by Sony. Maybe they owned it before. I, I don't know. But now Spider-Man is like, it's all PlayStation. What about um, anybody from The Last of Us? Do, do you think Joel or, or Ellie? For sure, they could be. They could be. But I don't know. I wouldn't want to put them as the face of gaming because that game was more like... It was more like an experience than... I don't know. It's not as fun. Like, it was a fun game, and it was a great story and everything. But that was, like, a masterpiece. And for me, when I think of gaming, I think of having fun. They're not a mascot. So, like, I, yeah, they're not a mascot. No, not, not in my opinion. I could be wrong. A lot of people probably think I am wrong. But to me, I would put Nathan over Joel or Ellie any day just because it's so fun it's such a fun game like that's what it's about it's about having fun and the last of us although it was there were parts of it that were fun it was just such an intense experience that we probably could have had you know in another form i guess almost like reading a book or something like it was definitely very different so just my thoughts yeah i i think I think Nathan Drake does make a lot of sense. I might I might lean more towards Spider-Man just simply because it's so big right now. Spider-Man yeah. is having a renaissance where I feel like all the damage that Spider-Man 3 did has been pretty thoroughly undone. The golden age of Spider-Man. What are you talking about? Spider-Man 3 was a terrible, terrible movie. Oh, okay. There's not one thing about that movie that didn't suck ass. You know what's really funny about that that uh, just still gets me to this day is that the Spider-Man font from the movies was the PS3 font, and yep. it was just, like, tied in together. Yep. It was probably very intentional, but I, I hated it. Like, for me, I was so annoyed by the fact that it was the same font. I don't know why. If I'm not mistaken, when you bought the PSP, I think that it came with... It's either the first Spider-Man movie or Spider-Man 2 on a UMD, which if you don't remember, that was a universal media disc. That was the the type of media that the PlayStation Portable accepted. And you could pop that UMD into your PSP and play uh, Spider-Man in, in glorious, I want to say, 480p on that little, wow. <laughs> that little screen, which, by the way, looked incredible on that little screen. I remember watching it being like man look how clear and and you know the screen looked so good back then you know compared to what you were used to so there there's there's been a long history of sony spider-man you know lineage like that so it's really cool to see it now 
really burst through and come to fruition. And I mean, you know, if you had told me that the new Spider-Man game, which isn't technically the new Spider-Man game anymore, but if you had told me that the Spider-Man game coming exclusively to PlayStation would sell you know, over 20 million units and could be the best-selling you know, PlayStation exclusive ever, outpacing Uncharted, outpacing The Last of Us. Oh, I did not know that. Wow. That's, that's, that's the word. That's the yeah. word as of now. Miles Morales or yeah, the, the Miles yeah. Morales one. We're talking about the the original, yeah. Spider-Man okay. PS4. You know, I had like I I did want to play that game, but I wasn't like totally into it, but for some reason I really 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 want to play the Miles Morales game. Like it looks so awesome. The first one looked kind of cool too, but I just, I really, really, really want to play Miles Morales. Um, but I am still a little bit sour because I feel like, um, oh, what is it? Is it Sucker Punch Games? I wanted them to make the Spider-Man game. Uh, yeah. Who did develop the Spider-Man? It was Insomniac? Yeah, it was someone weird. Insomniac. It was Insomniac. They Sucker ins- Punch would have been awesome they were the guys if for people that might not know that did uh infamous right it's they a did, great game which, yes which if you look at infamous it's kind of funny because if you look at infamous and then you look at you know the new spider-man games it's like you you, you would be you would be you know, it wouldn't be that crazy if you if you watched it and you actually thought that it was the same developer because they yeah. look they look so similar. You could easily yeah. be forgiven for being like, oh, that's probably the the same the same people because you're you're running around a city, you're you're you know doing melee combat with superpowers, you're you're climbing walls, you're flying. You're, I mean, mm-hmm. it 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 looks very much like Spider Man. So, you know, when the rumors initially started that they were developing a Spider-Man game, I think a lot of people thought that it was going to be Insomniac that was working on it instead of Sucker Punch. Did you get that mixed around? Because Sucker Punch did not make them, did not make Spider-Man. It was Insomniac. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I did get that reverse. Yeah, Sucker Punch. Yeah, so the the initial rumors were we were we were thinking that the people that made it that made Infamous were the ones that yeah. made Spider Man. Then we found out that yeah. it was Insomniac that made. And that was that was kind of shocking to me. Which Insomniac they made Ratchet and Clank. They made Spyro back in the day. I mean, they're they're a top a top flight developer for sure. But yeah, it it, it seemed it seemed to make a lot of sense for it to be Sucker Punch. But, I mean, hell, Insomniac has more than proven themselves to be to be capable. I mean, what what did they go on to do? I don't know. They made this game called Ghost of Tsushima, which is, like, nominated... Yeah, which is really... Uh, nominated everywhere for Game of the Year and all these different... I think, I think that the Game Awards have it nominated, like, half a dozen times for different things. Apparently, it's, you know... You know, like, here's the thing, like... I want to play that game, too, just because I absolutely love Sucker Punch because they gave me they gave me Infamous uh, 2. Was it 2? Second Son? Infamous 2? Or was it? 
Uh, Infamous Second Son would have been Three. the third game, I believe. It was the third one. Okay, yeah, I played Infamous 2. I'd never played the first one. Um, but Second Son was absolutely, like, my all-time favorite game really besides good. God of War on the PS4. Like, I would do, like, I would do, like, God of War and then Second Son and then, like, whatever else I played on there. But, oh my god, I love that fucking game. I love it so much. So, I want to play Ghost of Tsushima as well. But I am a little, like, I'm of two minds. I'm excited that they made something really different, you know, that was kind of out of left field. Like, I don't think anybody could have predicted that's what they were going to make. And when I saw the trailer for that game, I was, like, kind of bummed out about it because I was like, oh, like, I just want more of Infamous, basically. Yeah. Uh, but... I, you know, like I said, I'm I'm glad that they're doing something different. A lot of a lot of developers don't do something different. They kind of stick to the beaten path. But yeah, I was a, I was a little bummed out. But I guess if I get a chance to play it, then you know I understand why it was nominated so many times. It's gorgeous. I mean, I, I've heard that it's kind of a, a throwback in terms of the way that it plays to some older style games, which is which is cool. They've also added, I think that they've added co-op, which is kind of insane that that's a thing that they're, they add to a game like that after the fact. But yeah, it looks that's cool. The cool. combat system looks cool. It's gorgeous. Honestly, PlayStation had a, a, a hell of a year this year. I think I saw a tweet where they were showing um, from the Game Awards, like nominations by publisher. So like what publisher had the most? Yeah, here it is right here. So by nominees by publisher, let's work from bottom up. Bethesda has four, EA has five, Riot Games has five, Nintendo has five, Valve has five, Activision, Devolver, Square Enix all have six, Supergiant Games has eight, Xbox has eight. Guess how many PlayStation has? Any idea? The 20. Oh, 22. 22. All right, well. 22 I was right nominations there. for for PlayStation. I mean, that's wow. just that's just incredible to have right that many nominations. So, well, clearly. I mean, if you're talking about who's winning as far as uh, game content, then I mean, I, I guess you would say that'd be that'd be Sony. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to argue if you if you're if you're going to have one gaming console for the next gen. It's really hard not to say just buy a PlayStation. If you're like, look, I'm going right. to buy one thing to play games on, it's got to be the PlayStation. I don't know why you would buy anything else at this point. They've got such yeah. a lead. I mean, maybe the ultimate answer is to, I mean, back in the day, it was, it was people would say when it was the PS3 360 and the Wii, I remember that the joke was people would say, oh, I have the Wii 60. So you would do the Xbox 360 and the Wii, and that covered all your gaming. And now, huh. now, <laughs> maybe now the answer is is PlayStation Five, and maybe you get the Switch, or maybe you do PS Five, and then Game Pass Ultimate, and just stream it to your to your phone or to whatever. Maybe that's your handheld. You know, who knows? It's a brave new world out there. But PlayStation looks poised to continue kicking a tremendous amount of ass. Poised is the the best word you could have used. They do have a lot of poise. See if they can keep the momentum going. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of the episode. I always like to remember to tell everybody 
head to scaryifloaterill.com. You can find all of our links to social media and everything there. Do follow me on Twitter at scaryifliteral. Do check out Scary If Literal Gaming. It is a featured channel on the YouTube channel, so you're, you'll see it there. Stay tuned for some Let's Plays and some live streams and th so forth going forward. Uh, I guess that's uh, anything you want to add before we close up? I think that's about it. I think so. I think uh, this is a pretty fun, kind of loose episode, but, you know, always good to have a lot to say about games. So. There you go. For sure. For sure. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me today, Jesse. My name is Shane. This was Podcast Revived. And until next time, stay nerdy, my friends. <laughs>